Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cheerlogic Media Podcast, brought to you by CheerlogicMedia.net. I uh, had a couple of weeks off the podcast with the uh, season getting started. Things got a little bit crazy there, but uh, we are back at it today. And we are going to talk about uh, social media tips for choreographers. It's choreography season, so I thought it was appropriate to do a little segment for all of our lovely choreographers out there. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into it. So a lot of times when I talk to freelance artists like choreographers or maybe even music producers in the cheerleading industry, um, one of the things that they tell me is that most of their business isn't generated through online media. Uh, It's not generated through a website. Most of their business is generated through referrals. So either former clients or friends referring them uh, to new business. Um, And so I've actually uh, heard a lot of choreographers and freelance artists argue that you know social media and a website uh, doesn't really fit in with their their business model because it doesn't really work for them well i i obviously am going to disagree with that and the reason why i disagree is because most of your business is referral generated that is absolutely true but the point is is that referrals don't just call you up out of the blue if someone says hey check out john smith he's got great choreography here's his phone number give him a call most referrals won't actually do that. They'll go online first and they're going to research you. They're going to snoop you out a little bit first to see if you're legit. And then once they've developed an opinion of you and your brand based off of what they found online, then they're going to call you. So if they go online and they go on Google, they search you and they don't find a website, they go on YouTube and they don't find a YouTube channel. If they go on Facebook or LinkedIn and they can't find you anywhere, immediately your credibility takes a hit and you don't look as professional as the next guy. So while most of your business might be referral generated, you still need to have a good online digital presence so that people can find the information that they want about you online first in order to help them make that decision to pick up the phone, call you, and uh, and get some business going. So my first social media tip for choreographers is you need a website. Now, what does a website have to do with social media? Well, the truth is it has everything to do with social media. If you sit down and put together a social media strategy, which is something that I can help you through, your website needs to be the very center of your social media strategy. All of the information and the content that you are going to put online needs to lead back to your website where you have good, strong calls to action to get people to call you and generate business. That's what a website is for. So if you don't have your website, then all of your social media platforms don't have any particular direction. They don't have a flow for the user to lead back to an end destination for them to arrive on where they can finally contact you uh, and you can convert them from a user into a client. So a website is very important. Now, for someone like a choreographer, you probably don't need a very complex website with you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 pages. Um, you probably need just a very simple website where you're selling essentially two things. You're selling yourself, so your background, your experience, um, your professionalism, uh, your client referrals, their testimonials, that sort of stuff. And then you're also selling your product. So you want videos of the choreography that you've done and the experiences that you bring for the athletes. Remember, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, and every choreographer should know this, 
you're not necessarily just selling the routine. The routine is obviously a big part of it and you want a good, strong, winning routine, but you're also selling the experience that you bring to the mats during choreography time. You know, when you're standing on the mats with one team for five hours at a time, it can get pretty boring and it can get pretty tedious. And you want to be able to sell an experience, you know, the, the, and the joy and the fun that the athletes can have in building their routine in creating their routine, really selling the creative process. So those are two things that you want to make sure that you have on your website. But um, you also might want to put something on there, something like online registration. Now, uh, I'm not sure if there's a client management system out there that works for choreographers. That's not something I've really looked into. But even something as simple as you know using a, a Google form and Google checkout so that people can you know come onto your page, they can fill out the inf information, the dates that they're looking for, um, and then they can also complete a transaction online. That's something you might want to look into uh, adding onto. Uh, your website. And then obviously the last thing is something like a, a calendar. Um, you want to be able to post the dates when you're free and when you're not free. So if you take something like Google Calendar and uh, just create a, an ID so that you have a public calendar, not, not your private one with all of your private appointments, but a public calendar that shows uh, what appointments you have uh, scheduled already and what time slots do you have available through the season so that your clients who arrive on your website uh, can look through and immediately they can see which dates you're available and they can compare it with their calendar uh, so that they're ready to book um, either online or as soon as they call you. So website is the center of your online social media strategy. My second social media tip for choreographers is video, video, video. If you listen to any of my podcasts before, you know that I'm a big supporter of video content in social media because it's just so powerful. Remember, someone is 93% more likely to develop a positive impression of your brand if they've seen a video about it first. They're 73% more likely to buy a product or service online if they've seen a video about it first. Video is extraordinarily powerful. Someone is 63% more likely to click on uh, online social media content if it's visual, so whether it's a video or a graphic. You want to make sure that you are using video everywhere that you can on your social media platforms. And for choreographers, I mean, it's just so uh, intuitive. Your product is a visual product. There's no way that you can sit across from a, a client and trying to explain to them what your choreography looks like using words or drawing it on paper. You have to show them video content. So. Um, obviously, there's some gym owners and there's coaches out there who wouldn't want uh, the choreography that you just did you know, on a Saturday afternoon getting out online before competition season. So you want to make sure that on a season-by-season -season basis, um, you're kind of tucking away some, some good quality video content that you can use the next season to show potential clients what your routines look like, how they feel, and the experiences that you have with athletes on the floor. And you can use video to do, do this as well. I'm reminded of a, <laughs> one of the um, choreography sessions that we had with uh, my International Six team a couple of years ago when I was competing as an athlete. Um, my choreographer whipped out his iPad and he wanted us to just load a 2-2-1 pyramid on the floor to specific counts. I think he said he wanted our posts to go on one and he wanted the flyer to go on seven. Lots of time in between. We hit it first time. Then he asked us to load the posts on one and load the flyer up on five. And we hit it again. And then he, then we got a little tighter. We said, okay, posts are going on one, flyers going on three. and. We hit it first time and we were all you know, pretty impressed with ourselves going one count after the other. Then he was like, no, we better not try it all on one. Do an instant two, two, one. Well, 
we all looked at that and took it as a challenge and we said you know forget it we're trying it so he counted us in and boom we loaded instant two two one all counts going on one and we just lost it we were <laughs> we were pretty impressed with ourselves now looking back instant two two one isn't really that impressive but we had never tried it before and we hit it on the first try and we just lost it we were just going nuts and he got the whole thing on his ipad take those types of experiences and post them online because those are the types of pure organic experiences that people have on the mats you know that you don't always get on video and those are the the windows into the life of an athlete in cheerleading who is working with you as a choreographer it gives outside audiences a brief moment where they can see into an experience that they might want to have themselves in the future take those videos post them on instagram and post them on facebook post them on youtube make sure that you've got that good quality video content to showcase you know, what kind of experience your clients can expect with you on the mats my third social media tip for choreographers is to keep a blog now, why would blogging be important for a choreographer? Well, it has to do with uh, thought leadership in the cheerleading industry. You know, if you go online and you look at some of the discussions that are happening in, you know, gym owners groups and coaches groups um, on Facebook and on Twitter, you start to notice uh, key names in the industry begin to kind of rise to the top in those discussions because they're the ones who are leading the conversation. They're asking the hard questions. Um, they're putting forward the provocative ideas and they're, they're generating discussion on important topics in the industry and those are the people whose opinions um, become respected in the industry because they're the ones who are leading the discussion and as a choreographer uh, that's a place you know professionally that you want to work towards so that you're not just seen as a choreographer in the industry um, you're not just seen on digital spaces just trying to sell your product but you're participating in the conversation you're contributing something of value to those conversations and people begin to respect the opinions that you have and respect the ideas that you have um, and one of the best ways that you can do that is through blogging um, as well as podcasting that's one of the reasons why I hold a podcast I love writing and I love blogging um, but I don't sit down and write as often as I'd like to so I keep a podcast but sitting down and creating a blog where you're, you're contributing maybe once a month and you're weighing in on important conversations that are happening uh, in the industry, whether it's you know trends in choreography, uh, whether it's uh, judging practices or rule changes, weigh in on those conversations and be heard. Let people know that you have an opinion about these things and that you've thought through some of these issues um, because it'll build you up as a professional in the industry who knows what he or she is talking about and uh, who kind of keeps their finger uh, on the pulse of the sport. So keeping a blog or starting a podcast uh, are great ways to build up a brand of thought leadership. My fourth and final social media tip for choreographers is to keep your relationships with athletes as organic as possible on social media. You know, as choreographers, you have a unique opportunity in that you have access to uh, the, the, the kids from around uh, the country, the continent, maybe even the globe. Uh, at the grassroots level of this sport, you have access to the kids that make this sport uh, what it is. And you have the opportunity to interact with them through social media in an organic way. You know, most of the time you're flying in, you're working with them for a day or two, and then you're flying out, and you may not see them again for a month, a month or two. And the only way that you can interact with them is uh, is through social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or maybe even Snapchat. 
So make sure that those relationships remain organic. Um, on Facebook, don't create a Facebook page for you uh, personally. Make sure you, that you've got a profile um, that you can create friendships with. Um, you can accept friend requests. You can mention people in your posts. They can mention you um, because that will not only give you access um, to them in a more authentic way, but it'll also give you access to their online audiences um, and their friendship networks. So you know, if you're at a competition and you've got a couple of athletes that did a great job you go up to them uh, you take a selfie with them they're smiling they're happy uh, they love what just happened they loved how you were part of their experience you take that and you post it on Facebook make sure that you tag those people in those in those pictures mention their names because that gives you access as a choreographer to their entire friend network as well, which is something that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were operating from a Facebook page platform. Also, Instagram. Instagram is huge in younger audiences these days. Millennials ages 18 to 35, you were all still on Facebook because that's what we that was our social media platform throughout university and in our young adult life. But younger demographics, youth age kids, junior age kids, senior age kids, even some open athletes now, um, they're 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 preferred platform is Instagram and they're on there you know posting those quick those quick pictures those selfies they're posting those quick little 15 second videos of them working on their tucks and working on their layouts make sure that you're online uh, on Instagram and you're engaging uh, those kids on the platform that they are on um, that you're posting your pictures so that they can like them so that they can see you know, what you're up to and they can comment on them as well uh, snapchat snapchat has become huge in that uh, younger uh, demographic and Snapchat is a great way for choreographers to document their experiences throughout choreography season. You, know, you could create a fantastic um, Snapchat story um, just by posting pictures and videos of the things that you get up to as a choreographer, the people that you meet, the interactions that you have, the relationships that you build. Um, it could make for a fantastic Snapchat story that people would want to follow on Snapchat. So um, make sure that you're, you know, you're using your Facebook, you're using Instagram. Twitter is still a big one as well, but make sure that you're getting on Snapchat because that's where you're going to access the younger audiences in the cheerleading world. And those are the people at the grassroots level of this sport. They're the ones that make cheerleading what it is. Um, so that is uh, my fourth and final uh, social media tip for choreographers. This has been another CheerLogic Media podcast brought to you by CheerLogicMedia.net. If you are looking for a speaker at your next Coaches Summit or conference, or if you're looking for uh, web design, graphic design, social media strategy, video production, uh, or live action photography, go ahead and get in touch with me. Uh, you can email me, Tony Bentley at cheerlogicmedia.net, or you can get in touch with me by visiting the contact page of my website. Thanks very much, and we will see you next time.